Hey, what's up? My name is Raylia Lewis, and welcome back to Everything is Everything. So if you haven't noticed, today's episode is about body positivity. So I was in Pittsburgh the other day for my grandfather's funeral, and as me and my mom were getting ready in the hotel room, we decided to start talking just randomly. And she mentioned something that was really startling to me. She told me that she never saw herself as pretty. Now, my mother is beautiful. Chocolate, gorgeous, perfect skin, great cheekbones. The list goes on and on. I actually have her facial features. I'm just lighter and a lot taller. But her revelation sat in me. What my mother wants for me, I also want for her. I can only imagine when having a child and raising a child that every parent wants their kid to be happy, confident, healthy, and just unapologetically themselves. And as a daughter, I too want those things for my mother and even everyone else that I love. But I completely understand why she felt or feels the way that she feels. You know, she grew up in the 60s and 70s and she was teased for being dark-skinned. That had to be tough. Today, colorism and racism are still here. And I'm sure so many dark-skinned women can identify with not feeling pretty enough because they don't fit into a Eurocentric box or society's expectations surrounding beauty. I, too, struggled with my physical appearance growing up and even in my early 20s because I was always tall as fuck. Today, I stand at 6'1", and throughout my life, my height was always made a big deal, I guess, in every way. People always just made it known that I was tall, or people were just always gawking at me as I walked down the street. And being a tall girl in Philly was super tough. I was called a man too many times to remember, and even people who I consider friends would say things about tall women in a negative light as if, I wasn't sitting right there being tall as fuck. One day I was sitting in a restaurant with some friends and a tall woman walked past the window. One of my friends looked at this woman with the most disgusted, incredulous expression and blurted out basically like, damn, she's tall as fuck. I'm sitting there like, do you see who you sitting next to? So I replied like, so am I. And there was like this awkward silence. And then the gaslighting followed. Oh, but you wear yours better. You're not tall like that. And like, I'm pretty sure I was a lot taller. Like I'm normally taller than everybody I know or everybody that I've encountered. I rarely see women who are taller than I am. But that moment allowed me to begin to pinpoint the origin or root of my own insecurities. As a child, and even as a young adult, many people close to me would make fun of me. Friends with bigger butts would take unflattering photos of my ass and show me and laugh about it because my ass wasn't big, I guess like the rappers say a woman's ass should be, whatever that means. As a child, and this is like no hard feelings at all because kids say mean things. I was a kid before. But my brother would tell me as a child that girls were supposed to have small hands and small feet. And I'm sure he learned that from someone who was an adult. And I wear a size 11 in woman, y'all. My feet were never small. I was in like eighth grade wearing a size 10. Like, 
I was bound to have big feet. My childhood's nickname was fucking Lurch. Like, my brother would call me Lurch. I was called Shaq, Arnon Board, Tranny, so many names because I look different. One thing I'm really proud of is that I've never allowed those opinions to really permeate on a deeper level. I was never drawn to plastic surgery or depression due to other people's opinions of me because I've always felt pretty. And I was often confused if other people made fun of my looks. Like my mind was like, something must be wrong with them, not me. And people see that as arrogance where I see that as self-love. I could never find anyone else, anyone else that I wanted to look like. I was tall, but what's wrong with being tall? Some people are short and I've never wanted to be short. I was thin, but what's wrong with that? I've never wanted to be thick or curvier. I've always been pretty okay with my body, especially in like now. Like, honey, I'm good where I'm at. So... Yes, those comments will get to me at times, but when I would look at the alternative, I would always choose me. And then a suggestive friend who would criticize my body never had anything I wanted either. So, like, I was always okay with looking like me. In a world where body goals surrounding womanhood are this just, like, one thing, I choose to be grateful for the beauty that God blessed me with. The standard for females are short or at least not too tall. In regards to black women, the lighter you are, the better. The longer your hair is, the better. The curvier curvier you are in the right places, bust, hips, ass, the better. I just say fuck all that. I love me. All six foot one inches of me. And it took me a really long time to really feel like that. You know, embracing my butt, which probably sounds so minuscule or small to some of my listeners, is a really big thing today. Especially when you turn on a television and you see so many girls with fake butts. I mean, when you think about plastic surgery now, it went from being like fake breasts to like now everyone is getting like fat transfers and ass shots. And people are really putting a lot of emphasis on like, Ass, (laughs) which is ridiculous to me, but people really want to feel whole. And like they say, when you look better, you feel better. But my issue with that is that we are all going after, or most people, because I don't subscribe to surgery, but most people are all going after the same body type. And I don't think that one body type should be the standard. I think that sexy comes in all forms, all shapes, and all sizes. That's just me. But back to what I was saying... Embracing my butt took me a really long time because of suggestive and shady remarks from people close to me. But when I realized the beauty in my own ass, that complex disappeared. I used to always hide my butt in photos because it wasn't big or round or, I guess, perky. And I'm a heavy twerker, y'all. Like, I always twerk because I enjoy twerking. I don't think there should be, like, a size limit or a height or a body type that should be allowed to enjoy a specific dance move. And I remember people always joking like, girl, what you shaking? Girl, you need to eat a sandwich. Girl, ain't nothing back there. Like what? What I learned is that 
People can be mean and jealous of your confidence and your light. People will say things to try to bring you down a notch when they aren't comfortable or confident within themselves or when they think that you think that you're somebody. Jealousy has many different faces. You may not want what I have, but you may envy my ability to own what I have and carry it the way that I do. And people project. People can't meet you in places that they haven't met themselves. So allowing people to dictate how you feel about yourself is a big mistake. Don't believe the things other people say about your beauty. If you aren't careful, you'll end up hating the things that make you who you are. And you'll allow other people to control or define you and the way that you feel about yourself. Most people don't even like who they are. And yet, we give them so much power over us. When people criticize your beauty, ask yourself, do I want to look like this person critiquing me? Do I really hate the way that I look? Or do I just want the stamp of approval that comes from others when they find someone appealing or attractive? Like I said earlier, I believe that beauty comes in all shapes, shades, sizes, genders. Beauty is universal. It's not just one body type, height, or weight class. And beauty is also subjective. We are all drawn to certain characteristics that usually stem from conditioning, environmental factors, and what we were exposed to early on in our lives. If you raise a child with the concept that they are enough, they'll more than likely have a better chance at having a high self-esteem later on in life. But everyone won't be blessed with that. And as an adult, it's your responsibility to shower yourself with love, encouragement, compliments, and gratification. We freely give love away to others we love and want to love us back. So we must be willing to hold ourselves to the same regard. Today, I challenge you to examine the way you talk to other people. I challenge you to be mindful of the suggestive remarks you make to others about their bodies or their looks. Why do you feel the need to suggest or declare openly what you see wrong in another person to that person? What's brewing within you? What's hurting in you? I was backstage at a fashion show in New York City last year. It was New York Fashion Week. And my eyes rested on a beautiful Hispanic or ethnically ambiguous model. I could tell she was younger than me by her sweet expression and her energy. I smiled at her as I always do when I make eye contact with a stranger. She smiled back and we began to small talk or engage in small talk. We were a few sentences in when I told her that I thought she was really pretty. She thanked me but replied, that she was having a horrible breakout and struggling to feel good about herself that day due to her birth control. She had just switched birth controls. And if you're a woman and you, you know anything about hormones, there are so many different hormones or things that can trigger acne. So prior to her announcing her skin, I hadn't really noticed. People break out. No one is perfect. And one of my pet peeves, and maybe this is because I've experienced this in my life is that I hate when people announce shit to me that I can already see. <laughs> like, 
I used to have this friend who would always announce that I was having a breakout when I randomly or rarely had a breakout because my skin was always good until about last year. And then one of my sisters, every time that I see her, ooh, girl, you breaking out. Oh, my God, you having a breakout. I had to tell her, like, why do you keep saying that? Like, what are you getting out of saying that my skin is breaking out? Like, when I see your acne, I don't comment. So because I was aware of how rude that could be, I would never say that to another person. And I don't even look at that and think that that takes away from anyone's beauty. So because of my experiences... (laughs) I was very conscious of that. No one is perfect. Having acne doesn't make you ugly or unattractive. And I'm not dismissing her feelings or her struggles because, like I said, I was having some skin issues a lot last year. And now I'm having a little breakout as we speak. But because I've always found beauty in myself, I could always see the beauty in other people, if that makes sense. So I told her that she was beautiful anyway and that her skin would clear up in no time. Fast forward to probably like seven months later, I met an audition. I think it was for Tom Ford. And I saw her at the audition in the hallway. She had clear skin. She looked great. And we really celebrated that moment briefly together. Like, oh my God, I told you, you look beautiful. So happy for you. How you make other people feel speaks volumes about you. Was I always this way? Hell no. Throughout my formative years and teen years, I said some mean things to people. Like I said, kids can be mean, but I was a child. And when you're a child, you act like a child. However, people grow the fuck up. And as an adult who has empathy and love for others, I try my best to be aware and conscious of the way that I make other people feel. I try my best to treat others the way I would want to be treated. And if I don't have anything nice to say, I shut the hell up. So today I also challenge you to be kinder to yourself. Because I feel like some people give away their best stuff. And they don't keep any for themselves. And what I mean by that is when I started going through my breakout, I was really hard on myself. But when I saw her going through her breakout... I was so supportive, so affirming of her beauty, so sure that her skin would clear up. But when it was my face, I thought it was the end of the world and that this was my new normal. After it cleared up, I was like, oh, no big deal. Sometimes you have acne now. Sometimes certain foods you eat trigger your acne. Your hormones trigger your acne. And that's just what it is. But it doesn't take away from my beauty. It doesn't take away from my essence or who I am. And now I know to talk to myself in the same way that I talk to her. So that's what I mean. It's like just giving yourself the same encouragement that you give away to other people. Because at times we can be a lot harder on ourselves and a lot more gracious with others. So be aware of that. And like I said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. That really works. Because it's not cute. It's uncouth. You look aggy. You look jealous. And like I said, what are you getting out of making somebody else feel small or making somebody else feel insignificant? 
So I want to end this part of this segment with saying that we all have flaws. All of us. Nobody's perfect, okay? But you are enough and you don't have to be a size two to be attractive, nor do you have to be a size 10 to be attractive. And you don't need anybody to define what attractiveness is for you. You know, the great thing about beauty is that you get to decide what it means to you. It's subjective. There's no real rule about what's considered beautiful. We're just so consumed with other people's ideals and we're so conditioned to just think one way that thinking outside of the norm is really difficult, clearly, because we are still having the same problems about race, about sexism, about colorism. And it's like, just let people be and stop thinking small. Beauty isn't a shade. Beauty isn't a dress size. It's not a height. It's not a weight. It's universal. It's about how you wear it, how you carry it, how you feel about yourself and how you make other people feel. And beauty is not just your physicality. Beauty involves the way you talk to people, the way you help people, the way you love others. But I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like people aren't consumed with the physical, the physical appearance either. I'm not going to say beauty is only from within because if that was the case, then all of the issues we have in society wouldn't be here. You know, there's privilege in being beautiful if you fit into certain boxes, especially a European standards of beauty. And you will be treated differently if you are associated or as close as possible to that standard of beauty. And I will never act like that's not a real thing because I want to give off this loving message of self-love and admiration. Like there are forces in this world and there are people in this world within power who can control the narrative if they choose to. But your personal work is to love yourself regardless. It's to define and validate yourself anyway. And to also give other people that freedom to do so as well. And like I said earlier, the way you make people feel speaks volumes about who you are. So now it is time for my segment, IG meme of the week. So Meg the Stallion, well, let me get this right because it's actually Cardi B's song. So Cardi B and Meg the Stallion collaborated on a track called WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. <laughs> and Cardi B released the track probably, I think it was about two days ago. I checked it out. Initially, I just listened to the song and I wasn't crazy about the song. But of course, my girl Meg carried her flow. Her delivery is amazing. But I wanted to watch the visual because sometimes you have to see the full picture to really understand the painting. Sometimes I watch a video and it makes me like the song more. So I was like, let me give it another chance. Let me watch the video. Watch the video. Video was dope. So on social media, everybody started to give their two cents about what they thought about the project. And I saw 
a lot of mixed reviews as far as the song itself. But what I wasn't surprised about was the anti-woman, the policing of the freedom of expression when it comes to women and even the sexist ideal surrounding women, excuse me, women being openly sexual, exploding on social media after this overtly sexual video released. So I'm scrolling on Facebook and I see this guy and he shared this woman's status and this is what's her status about the video. She said that if you like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's new video, please explain this to me. One, what about it is empowering slash constructive? Two, what positive messages does it send to black girls slash women? Three, how is it a reflection of self-love? I'll wait. She ended with some emojis that really showed the her intent behind the questions she wanted to have answered in regards to this video. So, of course, this completely irritated me because I wanted to know why she cared enough to make this post. I wanted to know why she felt like she deserved answers to someone else's decisions that aren't affecting her. And I also wanted to know why she felt like it had to be empowering or this was a black woman's thing because Cardi B is not a black woman. She may have black in her, but when I see her, I don't see a black woman. She's more ethnically ambiguous to me. She looks like she could be a a lot of different races. And I'm not speaking on nationalities such as Dominican or Puerto Rican. I'm talking about race right now. And I saw her parents and they weren't black people. Neither one of them were full black people or even had like brown skin, black phenotype. So I don't really know what her race is, but this is her song. So I was wondering why she had to first be the the messenger for black woman's empowerment. And two, music is about art. It's about expression. It doesn't all have to be empowering. Like if you want to find artists who empower black women, who empower people, then you should go find artists like that. But expecting or holding all artists to that standard is bullshit. And I feel like every time a woman releases a song and she's sexual, expressive, confident, and she's living in her own purpose or in her, her own beliefs, there's always this controversy. But we don't talk about men in the same way. We don't focus on why Slap on My Knob was an appropriate song. What was that, 15 years ago? Or what about the song So Cut? What it is, ho? Or what's up? Can a player get in them guts? What about Uncle Luke? What about Grandmaster Flex? I love big butts and I cannot lie. I was like 10 watching Nelly swipe a fucking Visa card up a girl's ass. Jay-Z, girls, girls, girls. I mean, rap has always objectified women. And men were the ones pushing this messaging. Men rap about selling drugs. Men rap about killing each other. Men rap about collecting women like cattle, cheating, leaving their wives. And... I never get offended because I feel like I can bop to a song and like a song without having to identify with the song. Like a lot of little Kim songs 
I can't necessarily identify with on a personal level because I may not believe that, but I can rock with the song. Like we have to be able to separate art from reality at times. Like I could watch a movie and it may have nothing to do with my beliefs. I may never act out in the way the characters acted in the film, but I can still enjoy the movie. Like everything isn't about you. People are not creating art to just express things that only you agree with. And I just feel like society has been trying to police women in our sexuality and our freedom of expression for way too long and enough is enough. Like 2 Chainz releases a song about loving bad bitches and I don't hear anybody talking about how we're tired of hearing men refer to women as bitches. I don't hear about how we're tired of seeing women dancing like strippers in videos when it's a man's song or a man's video. 2 Chainz and Rick Ross just had a versus battle and there were live strippers in the motherfucking room. And I didn't see anybody up in arms. But Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion created this beautiful video and they are twerking and doing splits and they just, they killed it, especially the choreography. And people are upset. So are we only allowed to be sexual when we are being objects for men and for the consumption of men? We can't take ownership of our own bodies and say, hey, I feel sexy and I like to dance like this and it has nothing to do with the man. This is how I want to represent myself and my beauty. Why is that a problem for you? I just want you guys to question. If you are offended by the video, by the messaging, question why you don't have that same energy when men release songs that objectify women. Question why you don't have that same energy when men talk about selling drugs and shooting each other in their music. Because rap and the, the messaging that comes from rap has not evolved. Like, yes, there are conscious rappers like J. Cole and maybe Common. It ain't that many. <laughs> it's really not. And y'all still would rather choose to rock with the baby, Lil Baby, 2 Chains, Rick Ross, Meek Mill, people who don't really rap on a conscious level. And I like all kinds of rap. So I'm not going to be the conscious police and say that every rapper has to only rap about shit that am empowers our community you can't give people that responsibility you can't tell grown people how to you know how to brand themselves or how to create their art like everything just isn't for you everything will not resonate with you and that's okay but when it comes to women we always got something to say the City Girls released a song called Jobs or what's my other song from the City Girls? First of all, I love the City Girls. Um, they have another song that I love and everybody has so much to say about them and how they hoes and how they promote a whole culture. But they don't they didn't say that when Jay-Z was on the yacht in, in his video. I think it was girls, 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 girls. Nobody said that. It was OK. It was acceptable. But now when we on the yacht and there's no men on the yacht and we just having fun with our girlfriends like most girls do, it's a problem. And can we get past this thing of women should wear more clothes? I can wear what the fuck I want. I'm an adult. That makes you uncomfortable to don't look. If you would like to 
be more modest, that's your right. But don't impose your values or your beliefs on all women. And that's for men and women. Because a lot of women have also assimilated to patriarchy and they also feel like women should be modest, women should be led, women should submit, women should be covered. And like, that's how you feel. That's not how I feel. And I think that the goal with love and with, or at least with religion should be to let people be who the fuck they want to be. And you focus on your connection with your God because for some reason, people are taking the messages of religion and using it against people, even when they don't all do the right things either. Like, it's so, 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 so hypocritical. Like, if you feel like this song wasn't empowering for you, it doesn't mean that I'm not empowered watching it. Because empowerment isn't a one-size-fits-all. And what I mean by that is, like, some women may really be empowered by religion. Some women might really like the idea of women being modest and covered and wives and mothers. That may be what they want for themselves and for the woman they care about. However, that shit does not empower me. That shit sounds like you're being raised to be a sacrificial lamb. And I mean that in the most, I don't even know if I can say it in the most respectful way because that might sound hella disrespectful. But when I hear like that kind of messaging, I just feel like people are like trying to police my body or people are trying to control my identity, my, my voice, my, my self-expression. And I've never felt good about hearing those kind of words, modesty, submission. They all make me cringe. And I'm just being honest. And I'm allowed to be empowered by things that resonate with me. So if I want to be empowered by Meg Thee Stallion, embracing her tall, sexy self, choosing to show her body and own who she is and own her sexuality, that's my right. You cannot police empowerment. You cannot police women in our decisions. And if you don't like a certain kind of woman, then just don't date them, but keep your opinions to yourself. Keep your opinions to yourself. Like there are so many good things you could have took from that video. Like these two women choosing to come together because normally female rappers don't really come together like that. So that was like cool to see. You know, it was cool to see how these women came from the bottom and how they rose to fame and how are they and how they are keeping up the momentum and getting better, you know, and you choose to focus on they shouldn't show their bodies. So maybe you shouldn't be watching. How about that? How about you don't watch the things that make you uncomfortable? Super easy. And I want to end with this. I know that everyone won't agree with me. That's fine. But like, for example, I have a podcast, right? And I choose to empower women on my podcast. And I choose to talk about social issues and issues that impact the black community, right? My opinions, however. But I will never tell you if you have an entertainment podcast that you should be using your platform to only speak to empowering women. I will never tell someone who has a faith-based podcast and where they only talk about their religion and their beliefs to include a segment about atheists or about people who believe in a spiritual world or realm. Like, you find your place in this world and you go out into the world being who you are, being what feels great to you. And that may not be 
something I agree with, but that's your right. In the same way that it's my right to be who I am, even if you don't agree with that. So I just think it's really important that we give people the freedom of expression. expression. And I know I said some things that may offend people who believe in or subscribe to religion. And I won't necessarily apologize for that because I don't think that there's anything wrong with being religious. It's just not something that I necessarily subscribe to anymore. And that's my right. So we can disagree with certain beliefs. And it doesn't mean that I hate a religion or I hate people who subscribe or believe in religion. It's just not my thing. And the same way you can hear what I'm saying and say, damn, like, how she don't believe in this God? Or, you you know, you'll have your opinions about my beliefs. That's just a human thing. But I think we have to get better at choosing to let people just be who they are and not projecting hate because we don't understand something. And now it is time for my segment, What Am I Watching Right Now? So Master P just dropped a segment. Not a segment. I'm so used to saying segment because of this podcast. He just dropped a documentary on BET called No Limit, I believe. I caught an interview he did on The Breakfast Club yesterday. And I was so inspired. I love his story. I think that what he did is amazing. I think that his work ethic is amazing. I love how he is so business-minded, so willing to invest and learn and also share. I even love how he's a man of God, even though I don't subscribe to religion, okay, before y'all get all up in the worms. I can still admire someone believing in something bigger than them. And as long as you're not using your beliefs to police people, to use people. I have no issues with your beliefs. You have the right to believe whatever you want. And he, he's very faith-based and faith-based, faith-based, faith-based. And he attributes a lot of his blessings and a lot of the good things that happens in his life to God. I think that's dope because I believe in God too. I just don't subscribe to religion. So I also want to make that clear. I also love how he has so many different products and how he transformed from being in the music industry and being an artist to being a manager or having a a label. I don't know if he was a manager, but I know he had a label to now being so product based. And it kind of reminds me of how my mind is evolving. Um, I think that when you are an artist of any kind, it's very difficult to keep up the momentum to force people to always like what you are what you look like what you produce but when you have a product you have a lot more room to really grow that product grow that company and really have a sustaining business and this man has rice (laughs) he has ramen he has sneakers he has clothes and even though a lot of people was coming at him and saying that the stuff was corny like he's shooting his shot and you got to give him credit for that like he's trying to build a legacy He's super successful. This man made it to the NBA. He sold, I think he's had 100 million records. He was, he had a great career as a rap artist. He went on to help other people. He helped his son out. He has done so much in his life. And now he is 
going out and trying to really like dominate the entrepreneur realm. And I think it's dope, especially with him like getting rice and like noodles because and chips. Like I think that was just genius. And I wish him the best. And if you haven't checked out No Limit, check it out because his story is so inspiring how he came from being a drug dealer, being a product of the streets to Hollywood to multimillionaire status. And I can only imagine how far he'll go now, you know, with this new platform and with all of the projects he has in store. So shout out to him. I'm so big on black entrepreneurship, black leadership. I'm big on being authentic to who you are, doing what feels good to you and I'm always big on somebody black who's big on legacy and big on financial literacy, but also on real wealth, like not just being rich, but being wealthy. And his premise is to make sure that when he leaves this world, his family can continue to eat. I think that's so powerful. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Everything is Everything. And I hope to see you guys back here next week. Bye-bye.